Hey y'all, it's your girl of the guys, aka Juicy J, BKA J Money on a motherfucking track host. Um, so today is April 8th, 2020, and it's been over what a month and a half about since the entire United States of America has gone to shit because of COVID-19. Um, however, it's been probably like, what, four months, four or five months since the entire world, or rather since the inception of this disease, this new virus, um, and its impact on the, the global economy in various societies and countries throughout the world. Um, and I know that many people, myself included, have been like struggling to make sense of what the fuck is going on. Last, the last few episodes I released, I think, were really just attempts at trying to express my grief, right, um, and lament the, the death of normalcy and routine and, and, and our way of life in the wake of this, of this pandemic. And I hope that people have been able to take care of themselves during this time. I hope that people are safe. I hope that people are really listening to advisories um, that are requesting that we take time away from each other and that we isolate and remain socially distant so that this virus can really subside and we can figure out how to regain control of our lives in a way that um, will make sense to us sometimes sooner rather than later. And I know that there are a number of folks who have been struggling for one reason or another to like really listen to these these policies and advisories and follow these guidelines um, because they, you know, they feel whatever they feel. And I just wanted to take this time to kind of like work through some of the things that I thought seemed to be very prominent themes throughout this moment as I've come to read, watch, listen to a host of um, illustrations, representations, experiences, documentations, and account of the coronavirus and its impact on various communities throughout the world, but specifically within the continental United States and even its territories where I currently live. Um, so to the folks who I think have like really been struggling um, to get in line <laughs> with social distancing, you know, it like it runs the gamut. The the types of people who've been doing fuck shit really runs the gamut and it has honestly been blowing my shit. I have been so baffled and appalled and like embarrassed very generally of the human race <laughs> because of this type of shit that people have been doing. Um whether it's like literally hosting block parties or throwing down in like cramped up apartment spaces or running down um, the hallways of and lanes in grocery stores and supermarkets, coughing on products, 
touching shit, drinking out of bottles, spreading germs like intentionally and willfully to like, like, I don't know, fucking just like going and having spring break in Miami or coming here to the U.S. Virgin Islands and literally posting on Facebook pages and travel blogs saying like, I'm fucking coming. I don't give a fuck what the hell y'all hoes say or how the fuck you feel about it. I'm about to bring my potentially contaminated ass to your country and place of residence and I'm going to turn shit up. You know what I'm saying? We about to be here in these streets because the coronavirus ain't finna stop fun. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not about to, I ain't finna not live my life and I ain't finna not party and not drink and not kick it with the homies because of some virus. And because y'all say that y'all want to stay healthy and y'all want to live, niggas, fuck your life. Like, <laughs> like, literally all of these actions, all of these responses, I think, um, are just like blatant disrespect and disregard for humanity and, and for other people's humanity. And this this moment, I think, has been so instructive for the ways in which it has really revealed the degree to which we have evolved. And perhaps we've always been this way. And, you know, they say pressure will show the ugly in people or the or the best, depending. You know what I'm saying? Like like you see people's true colors when push comes to shove. And in this moment of push coming to shove, we are seeing people show they black, white, wild out magic asses like all of it and it's it's revolting you know um and it really just indicates the extent to which people only give a fuck about themselves you know and 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 to me it's it's reprehensible and and there's no justification and maybe 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 actually there is like a tad and this is this only applies i think to a select group of folks but overall, and I'll get into that later, but overall, I think it's it's foul, man. Like, that shit's foul. I have to do better. Real shit. Like, y'all, we got to do better. This is not okay, you know? Um, and so, yeah, I, I think there are a number of reasons why people, like, beyond obviously being self-absorbed, self-consumed, and selfish, AF, I think people are struggling with grief right now. Um, and they're going through these stages of grief, right? They're going through the manifestations of grief. grief. And I think one of the first, what we know, like when we go through the cycle of grief, is that one of the first stages is denial. Like people have been struggling to really accept this new reality and accept the fact that there is a pandemic in order right now, in place, that is occurring and impacting every fucking person on this planet except for like the majority of those who are on the African continent. And I don't know what else to say to that except like the ancestors are just looking the fuck out and it's about time we get reparations in some form and I'm gonna just hashtag chuck this up to reparations. But like outside of that specific context, everybody is really impacted by this, you know? And even our brethren on the, on the continent, I think are going to be indirectly impacted by this just because of how our global economies are set up and how interconnected we all are. So as all of our other economies are disintegrated under this pressure, I think we're going to see reverberations of that disintegration really trickle into these various country, countries throughout the continent who might have escaped the, being scathed by this process um, directly in terms of public health. So, you know, back to the original point, which is that people are in denial. I think people are really struggling to make sense of this. They're struggling to make sense of the fact that life as they've known it is no longer and 
And when that happens, you know, when people are faced with new realities with which they were unprepared, like astronomically unprepared for, they react in some wild and unusual ways. You know, they have the, the potential to. And we're seeing people really actualize this potential because they're like, look, you can't tell me that I'm going to be out here you know, and have to change my way of going about the world because of some virus, you know, like how dare you come try to change my modus operandi for like some shit that we can't even really see. And because, you know, it's not like weapons of mass destruction and it ain't no bombing or nothing. And it's, it's sort of invisible. I think it makes it even more difficult for people to really get a grasp of it, right? To really internalize it as true and as directly impactful to them um, because it's a public health crisis, right? And, and, and when in our, in our living history, for those of us who might be not in our 90s or 100s, <laughs> which I'm sure is most of us who are tuning in, have we ever seen a public health crisis really shatter the way people are able to conduct their everyday lives in instantaneously you know never has this been the case in living history and so it's disorienting understandably so this entire thing is disorienting right and we're seeing people react in ways that are very human i think at its core um but also is just really expressing the like our fickleness and fragility as human beings um I actually have an article that I recently published that you guys should go read. Um, and I'll probably attach the link to that at some point once it officially launches, which is called Human Fragility, The Condition We Fight to Escape. Um, and it's, I think it's a really good, concise um, essay really discussing some of the things that I'm laying out here and some of the ways in which our relationship to the environment um, reveals so much about our condition as human beings and how COVID-19 has helped us really see that more clearly than ever before, perhaps. But yeah, you know, it's a human condition and reaction, I think, to deal with this in a, in a grieving kind of manner. Um, and so we're in denial and denial has led people to do some wild out shit. I think the other thing too is that for for the images and 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 footage of individuals and communities that are like um, ostensibly lower economic um, or lower income and also primarily of color, you know, it's 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 a combination of things. From my perspective, I think that it is that it, there is like elements of ignorance. For sure, right? Um, but also, and kind of like the extremisms of like ratchet culture. Um, but I also think that it is a matter of resistance too, right? Or, or like, and not resistance necessarily in the like radical, um, like anti-oppression type way but maybe kind of like tangentially related to that but resistance and kind of like just like a reluctance to accept something as a new standard and as a norm for someone's life uh and i think that a lot of this might be actually in response to what are often 
debilitating and already oppressive circumstances, right? When we think about people who live in urban centers, in inner cities, in places that are perhaps under-resourced and um, heavily policed already, it it actually kind of makes sense in a very counterintuitive way that people from these communities would be antagonistic to other or compounded policing that requires them to change their lives again, right? Monitor their behavior in new and and more difficult ways. And so I have come to, over the course of these weeks, reframe my understanding of some of these people's actions, right? Some of these communities and individuals' actions. Like I'm thinking, for example, the image in my mind is of like this one dude. I think he's like a rapper or something. And I, I think he may have been a rapper in one of them Southern cities. And no, for sure it was Southern. Um, Cause he ended up ha- like in the streets and the police was behind them trying to get their asses back in the house. And it seems to be like in um, the corridors of like a project. And then he had to like turn around, literally flip it around and like the following day and retract every dumb shit that he had done and promoted with his footage, his like video social media recording. And he was kind of like coming to terms with the fact that he was really just doing it for social media clout and how that was irresponsible and dangerous. And he had to really just backtrack um, because of what he was, what, 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 what foolishness he was engaged in the night before. Um, and, you know, I was really thinking about that moment. I'm like, damn, nigga, like, what the fuck was that about? Like, <laughs> what, sir? Like, so you knew you was doing some foolish shit because in 2.5, you literally retracted every shit that you had said the night before. Like, you was really, really stunting, right? But then, like, upon further reflection, I recognized that, A, that wasn't the only case like that. And, B, there was something else happening, you know? As someone who, who has... Um, been a student of anthropology and sociology, African-American studies, history. Like when you're Americanist, you literally are all, you're at all of these intersections. And so you are like simultaneously an expert at nothing and an expert at everything, right? (laughs) Because in interdisciplinary programs, you're expected to know a a substantial amount about almost all of these um, disciplines, and and subject areas and matters. And because my specific focus scholarly is on race, colonialism, and education, and some feminist work too, you know, I'm constantly having to think through racial relations, sociological race relation topics, um, and just kind of like how people move and deal with themselves and, and institutions that are part of society. Uh, and I and I just came to understand when I gave myself the, the opportunity to really sit with it that some of this is really just people trying to figure out for themselves like what does it like like how how can we not be held the fuck down <laughs> again you know what I mean and it seems like and and, and even if it's ill advised right like because I'm not condoning. The behavior, I guess I'm just trying to like make logical sense of its origins and kind of its motivations and where like where it might be coming from, even if it's a subconscious kind of um, motivation. But I really think that people are just tired, you know, like like people who have been perpetually, historically marginalized and oppressed are, I think, struggling the most with this, this virus. And what and it's and it's manifesting not just in some of their hesitance 
because not all people who are marginalized are doing this dumb shit right so i'm not really trying to like generically cast all like low income and um hood dwelling individuals as like nonsensical but and like and like um perpetrators of this particular kind of thing but i am saying that for some people who might fit that profile and description it really is connected to being part of perpetual systems of oppression right that keep you like that that are constantly monitoring behavior and surveilling people's lives and so it's difficult to not understand what is happening or I think it's unjust, right? It doesn't give a full scope of, of the dynamic of things to not understand what is happening also within a context of surveillance um, and how that really brings out the worst in people sometimes. When we are like backed into a corner, people act up and they act out. And so I think that that might be explaining some of this. Along the lines of like how marginal people are kind of disproportionately impacted by this moment, I think that we you know we I mean we already see the numbers are coming in that like for example I think it was in New Orleans where black people black Americans make up only a third of the population for the entire state yet 70% of the deaths that have been related to COVID-19 right those numbers are wild as fuck a third of the population yet 70 70% of the deaths like that, I think, is so indicative of the dismal state of our social welfare system, right? And how we like we just do not look out for those who who are struggling to get access to quality employment that provides quality health care and just quality support across the board and i think when you throw in kind of like medical racism and bias and the ways in which institutions and doctors and physicians already um discount and dismiss black people's suffering and pain it's a hodgepodge of confusion mess and inevitable death right this is inevitable like no one should be shocked by these numbers and before we get quick to say like black people are some of the most unhealthy people we have bad cultural habits around food and health care and kind of how we take care of our bodies and ourselves like all those things might 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 well be true but they're not the singular portion of the story right when we think about people's ability to maintain healthy lifestyles it is always directly tied up to access to like actual good care and support and resources so for example if you live in a place where within a five or ten mile radius for food, all you have access to is what's provided by your corner convenience store. Yeah, like you're probably not going to be able to eat fresh, healthy vegetables and fruits. That's going to make sure to keep your BMI index at a regulated level or like your chances of contracting hypertension or diabetes um, at a low at a low place. And. And like this is kind of like these things are all connected to our institutions that have underserved people of color and black people specifically over the years, right? Like housing and residential segregation is to be blamed in large part for the ways in which people's 
communities have been cut and carved out to not include healthy options for for food and sustenance you know like if you don't have no place to go get fresh produce like you gonna eat what's fucking affordable and what's within distance okay especially when we factor in things like niggas not being able to fucking commute nowhere without public transportation you know what i'm saying like you have any like when you like i live i am based in a city one of the major cities in the united states and if i didn't have a fucking car like you know how much more difficult my life would be having to shop and like pick up things that I knew would like hold me down and give me enough sustenance so I wouldn't have to go shop again for like the next two weeks. It's virtually impossible, you know what I'm saying? And not everybody has credit cards or the economic means to be getting Ubers and shit like that and traveling in these alternative modes that we think are so like second nature, right? There are like so many droves of people who live among us who just don't have the same access to the same types of channels that we do, that we think make life easier, right? People just are completely disconnected from those channels. And, and, it makes, and, 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 it's, and it's just a reality. It's a reality that makes life more difficult for a great number of Americans. Um, and so we're seeing a disproportionate impact, right? We see in black people suffer AF. We're seeing poor people suffer, right? We're seeing indigenous people suffer because they're like perpetually ignored and sidelined. And nobody gives a fuck about the indigenous people. Like actually, where we're talking about people who are going through it in this moment. Um, and so I think like, it's just like, we have to, we have to really, we have to take this opportunity, you know? That we have to take this moment and take this opportunity to really look, really pay attention really pay attention to what is being distilled and delineated for us by the the actions and inactions and then repercussions of all that is going on so in the so in the spirit of kind of like taking action and engaging and being much more observant and present in this moment i i kind of want to transition to what is another thematic of this entire moment um that is the issue of critical thinking and in critical engagement. Um, one of the things that I think has really come to characterize this, this moment, one of the other things, is the uh, preponderance and bombardment of conspiracy theories. Listen. I have seen Black Power mixtape. I've seen hidden, um, what's that shit called? Not hidden figures, but hidden some shit. The one with the, all the black scholars, many of whom are low-key hoteps that come together and talk about the system and how it like ain't shit for black people. Like I've seen, I've seen it. I watched Malcolm X. You know what I'm saying? I studied the Black Panther Party. I studied black radical tradition. Black radical movements. I, I I I know what's popping. I know about Cointel Pro. I like like I understand state surveillance and state violence. I I understand. I under listen to me. Like if you think that we don't got people in high positions of power who mean to break up revolutionary moments and work. Like I like I I lived through Ferguson, in Ferguson, right? Like in like the outskirts of Ferguson. Like I understand what 
what surveillance, what co-optation, what like conspired efforts to antagonize movements looks like in a historical lens and in a contemporary lens. And so by no means do I believe like Babylon in out here trying to fuck niggas over, right? Like Babylon reigns and and Babylon is reigning supreme and they're reigning unhinged. And while all of that is very well true, not might, is very well true and very well factual, in this present moment, more than ever before, I think it is so imperative that we engage critical thinking skills. And I think what has been so just disappointing for me witnessing is like, The degree to which people have are not like sit the, the degree to which people are not sitting, they're not sitting with information and processing it. And I think part of this is be, is like a reflection of the um, ramifications of trauma, right? Like when we are hit by trauma, sometimes it's much easier for people, I think, to turn to quick answers and quick solutions, i.e., thus turning to alcohol, binge eating, binge watching, right? Like these things that are quick, immediate fixes that will help to suppress the anxiety and relieve us of the stress that we are under in the moment. Um, But the thing is, we know that when we overindulge these things, and and many times these very things and the immediacy of um, of our ability to access them usually correlates pretty positively to them being not really good for us, right? Um, and I think the, the degree to which these conspiracy theories have just been kind of churned out should, should worry us, right? It should worry people because I think that there are many factions of individuals here. There is not like an enemy and then like, and then like everybody, like, like the, everybody else, right? Like there are like various forms of enemies. And I think that more than ever before, it is so important that we really refine our comprehension skills and really take time to, 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 to really vet the credibility of some of the shit that we're seeing here. Like, I received so many videos and accounts of, like, all kinds of things about how, like, the Chinese may have started this on purpose, to how the virus isn't even real, to how the debts are all made up, right? Like, and had it not been for, like, an amazing contingency of um, medical workers, many of whom are, like, people of color who are regular as fuck, like you and me, using their own personal resources to A, bring exposure and B, account for this this moment, like many people I think would still be riding these trains, these conspir- like these particular conspiracy tr- trains that have been saying like, oh, this shit is not even real, right? Like that all of this is really contrived. And, and, and I'm grateful that people are like, nah, nigga, like I'm out here with fucking mass indentations and burns on my face because I have yet to get off my feet from the past 72 hours, right? Like, nah, this shit's real AF because like I now have been tested positive and I got fucking kids to feed. So I got to still come to work, right? Like it's real, right? This thing is real. People are literally really dying from it. And so 
any kind of theory that's saying that this shit's made up is really just trying to ruin lives and kill y'all more like immediately than anything else right so that's that i think we have to we have to we have to just take take it easy you know and i think some of our most revered influencers on social media even are getting caught up in this and it's unfortunate because people really look to certain people for information and for guidance and you know they they're quick to take the word of someone who they've deemed to be a trusted source and if this trusted source isn't doing their due diligence and really vetting information themselves right outside of a particular agenda then like people are going to be doomed you know what i'm saying like i am all here for black livelihood black liberation liberate like socioeconomic liberation liberation of all the, the, the oppressed across all spectrums and intersections but like that agenda is necessarily tied up to critical thinking and critical engagement like i can't just be out here vying for every shit black just cuz or every shit this just cuz because not everybody who is purporting to be about the movement is actually having the best interests of everyone involved or doing to be impacted by the movement you know what i mean and sometimes our own biases believe it or not no matter what our intentions might be the best of them even can really put us in a place in a predicament where we actually endanger ourselves and people around us, right? And it keeps us from actually seeing things for what they really are. Like, I'm not saying that at the end of this tragedy, we might not see more austere measures put in place that help to further. I, I absolutely believe, and I think any of us would be naive to think that leaders in various positions with their own agendas are not going to optimize and capitalize on this opportunity of grief, distress, fear, and anxiety to like institute and implement some like fuck shit regime that and like regimented policies that continue to strip away our individual rights, right? Like I think that we are going to see that more than ever before at the end of this shit. And we need to brace ourselves for that and keep our eyes real open for like where our trusted or untrusted leaders are going to really try to use this moment to get shit done that is antithetical and antithetical <laughs> to what it means for us to be like citizens of a democratic society right like that is just that is i believe that to be absolutely true but at the same time i think one of the things that we should all be practicing, and I think I'm now veering into what are practical things that we can do. One of the things that we should be practicing is like taking information in doses and removing ourselves from the inundation of certain material that obviously is just going to spike our blood, like our blood pressure levels and our anxiety and our stress levels um, and make things much more difficult than they need to be for us, right? We don't need to be reading every single article ever that has been published. I think we should be staying up to date with the newest regulations and policies around how to live life healthy and, and like, like virus free. Um, but like distill, 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 unplug, unplug, unplug. And when information does come your way, take it into consideration and contextualize it, right? Critical thinking asks a couple questions, and I'm paraphrasing what these may be. I feel like there might be some resource out there that is much more concise here um, and more explicit. But I'm doing. I'm just gonna like do a quick impromptu critical thinking checklist based upon how I practice it 
as an individual and as an educator and as a student, right? Like, one, who produces information? Why might they have produced this information? For what purpose? And, 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 and within what context must and should this be read, right? Like, these are some of the questions you ask when you are faced with new information that might seem really overwhelming or just information, period, right? And then you might say to yourself, okay, what do I already know about this, right? What are the facts that I know? What are the things that are just explicit and directly true? Not interpretations, but just the, the, the very naked, plain fact of the matter. And how, and how do those facts align with what is the presented information in front of me, right? What do I know about the individuals, the subject matter that is being discussed here, right? Whether it's a place, an institution, a person, um, a, a, a thing, right? Like, what do I know already about this? Um, what can I speculate about this given historical context and present context? And what is likely true based upon all of these factors, right? And, and like, what might the agenda of this particular uh, post, imp- like, person, author, videographer, whomever, what might their agenda be, right? Is it to spread information for the sake of getting people informed and alert and aware? Or is it to confirm what what already is their bias right is this confirmation bias is it is it them just like giving and kind of distorting information in a way that fits what they what their perspective already is these i think are some really important steps that one can take in really trying to think through how do we manage all of this inundation of information how we manage all of this material um and then you know like take care of yourself take care of yourself. We have to take care of ourselves. And for me, what that has looked like is knowing that what is within my control and what is most relevant to my personhood at this particular moment is a very small and concise list of things. It has to be. Otherwise, we're going to go crazy, you know? One, what I do know is that people are dying. What I do know is that people are being tested and that this virus is real and that it can really impact your life. What I do know, um, three, is that it is helpful to stay away from people in order to not contract this in a very just sensical and logical manner. When somebody has a flu, they don't really be fucking with you. They stay their ass at home until they get over the flu. In a very similar and logical manner, somebody is sick with something. And because particularly this kind of sickness can be asymptomatic, it is even more imperative that we actually follow guidelines to isolate and distance ourselves. Because unlike the flu, when you know you when you have it, you know you have it. Ain't no mistake about having the flu, right? The flu is very present. It's very evident. And so you can you know how to take particular action because it's already in your face. But because this virus is new, right? This strand is new. Um, rather, I think it's strain, not strand. I said you mentioned those words. This strain is new. That means that like there are various divergent features, one of which is asymptomatic um, iteration. And so because of that, like health officials, verifiable, credible health officials 
are asking us to stay our asses home and sit the fuck down. And the very least I can do is sit down, right? That's it. Like, it doesn't mean you can't go take a walk, take a fresh, you know, get a fresh batch of air, you know, do some strides around your house, go into your backyard, take a swim in your pool if you got one. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Drive around for a little bit without getting out your car and doing too much. Like, you know, like these, there are ways for us to stay sane and, and still be human, as human as we can be under this crisis and still be reasonable and responsible. Um, and so like, because I know these things to be true, right? I know that like, this thing is real, people are dying, it helps to stay away. Um, and that all I need to do is keep myself and others safe. Because part of like, this whole process is, is part of the process entails recognizing that we need each other in order to survive this, that we are more interdependent than we think. Um, and for people who might have more access to resources than usual, you may have a savings account that's really, really hefty and stacked, um, where you have wiggle room to kind of like use unexpected funds, um, or rather use funds for an unexpected scenario, right? Like I think other ways that we can do work for in this moment that it helps to honor the severity of the moment while also like maintaining our humanity is thinking about how we can use our resources to support those who have literally lost all of theirs because of this. There are people who are without jobs now. There are many people from many industries who just physically are unable to work because their jobs require them to be interfacing um, in direct and in physical ways. And so, you know, there are a number of funds and organizations. If you just do a quick search and just get on social media and type in some shit that are taking people like people I think I'm sure have started GoFundMe's and and like there are people who are trying to give money and provide resources to individuals who are now in need there's so many elderly people who rely on people being able to contact them physically in order to just literally live day to day that's how they get their meals or their medicine or whatever and if you are healthy and capable and you have the like right uh, personal protective equipment, PPE and gear, like a, a mask and you have access to hand sanitizer and that kind of thing and you can like volunteer and do shit like that, like you're able-bodied and capable, like do it, right? Like there are ways in which we can maintain humanity, respect each other and still keep and keep ourselves safe the way we're supposed to. It's not just about us, you know what I'm saying? Like it's not just about us. Like we, this is like us as an individuals, like the person, us. It's, it's about everyone of us. And so we have to really think collectively, um, especially in a time when we perhaps have not worked hard enough or have not been expected to think collectively um, like this before, you know? So, yeah, I think that those are some of the tips and recommendations that I have, you know, Personally, I have I've been struggling like just to keep it a buck. Like I've been struggling. I have found myself going through these various stages of grief where I'm like, wow, like I just like sit down one, you know, I'll spend like five minutes just really contemplating life and having these existential crises. Like, what what the fuck is life anymore? Who the fuck am I to be? Like, what am I going to be? Like, what does it mean to be a fucking graduate student? in the time of corona right like where does my research fit into any of this 
what sorts of questions, new questions have emerged, what should I be asking myself, how should I be engaging in this moment, how much productivity should I be like like trying to participate in, you know, like what does it even mean to be productive in this time? And like I've come to terms with the fact that some days are going to be like different than others and that that is actually as normal and as humane as this process can be for me, right? Like there will be days when I feel this sur- like this surge and resurgence of creativity and I'll just want to like go in the kitchen and make something or I want to paint or I want to draw or I want to sit and read or I might want to write and get, like, get through some critical essays or just poetry and like that is fine and there are days where I will not like I will want to touch my essay and I will not want to touch essays I will not want to touch a chapter for my dissertation I don't want to look through fucking documents and read about the past right now when the present seems to be so overwhelming right like and I have learned in a very roundabout way to be okay with that shit like as I wrap this up I want to leave you guys with this token like do not allow anybody to tell you how the fuck you should be treating this moment if you know that this has this moment has meant a grand a great and grand opportunity for you to be and to accomplish all of the things that you've ever dreamed of accomplishing and now you have the solitude, silence and and distance and isolation to kind of really develop these these deeply held and long-held interests of yours and and passion projects you know, go for that shit. If that is something that you think is going to give you the peace and assurance and stability of mind and spirit and emotion that you need at the moment, then like kudos to you and do that shit. But if if you know that it is not like the last thing you trying to be right now is productive, the last thing you trying to do is fucking write up some shit and fucking having to like do some next level dense reading for some book and like write some kind of paper for some shit because like what is what the fuck is this paper like in the grand scheme of life and death right now that we're facing right like like live and sit in that moment too because that is a worthy moment and a, and a truly humanistic moment to be in and into, to engage. And for me, it's been a combination. Like, there is no one right way to go about this trauma. Like, there are only, like, there's, there are just cycles of feelings and emotions. And we are, every single day, I think, trying and should be attempting to bring some kind of stability and order into our lives. And so, you know, in a way that allows us to, like, manage our emotions and manage expectations, right? And so, like, creating blocks for ourselves where we're like hey so from like eight to ten at some point whenever the fuck i wake up in that time i'll make sure that one of the first things i do is exercise whether that's just like doing some leg lifts in my bed or just getting up and going right on the ground next to my bed like rolling down into the ground literally so i don't gotta do too much work and make too much of an effort and then doing some like like flat on the ground workouts like do it even if it's just 10 minutes i've been trying to do that like do that health is what's going to keep us sane like being mindful of how we're consuming you know some days we want to binge and that's fine but like mind yourself so that the binging doesn't become a whole other kind of addiction a whole other kind of problem that you have to then manage on top of this larger crisis right be intentional about when you begin eating and when you'll probably stop eating Think about how it makes you feel, right? So, like, we know the immediate reaction 
and the immediate satisfaction is fleeting sometimes and so yes you'll probably feel good in the moment eating that like really intensely juicy ass fucking steak and potatoes with sour cream and cheese and all that trash and then having Oreos later and then eat drinking down some rum and coke or some wine that is high in fucking sugar and calorie content um but like what are you gonna feel like an hour from then right if you're gonna feel like shit then chances are you probably don't want to be indulging in that behavior too often right um and know that like when like eight o'clock comes maybe maybe you stop eating you know um and rather than like sitting down and like fucking withering your eyeballs i know for me somebody who wears glasses i cannot actually see it from the screen too long i already like strain my eyes because i have to write for a living and read for a living and that usually takes place online and so pulling out magazines and all the i should have read these books that sit on my shelf has been a really good way for me to kind of divert my attention and engage in non-academic work um or non-productivity based work that is a relief right that can be a relief um just literally sitting on my porch because I have one or just stepping outside the door and standing in the sun or standing in the cold if that's where the temperature where you're at right now has made the difference for me you know just letting the rain hit my body for a little bit um just letting the sun shine on my face for a bit just sitting and staring into the distance and being with my very human self and appreciating what it means to be who I am in this moment is like worthwhile so you know this moment is really scary it is scary because it's none for many of us is the first time we've experienced a tragedy like this i think the closest we've come to was like 9 11 you know um and that was a lot for us i remember i was in like middle school or like elementary or something when that happened you know um and it rocked our worlds and that was just like in an area just like one region of the continental u.s this thing is global so i can like i sympathize we've all been personally victimized by this one way or another and it sucks ass and you know you fucking add an incompetent egomaniacal administration on top of that and it is dismal you know what i mean it's fucking dismal and it's a it's a sad 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 situation that we're in because we we don't even have leadership that can give us a kind of comfort and support that we are all so in dire need of at this moment. And so what we can do is be the support for one another. And so as a sister in the struggle, I am here with you in the spirit. And I pray that you all maintain your safety, your health, and your soundness of mind. Go with God and go with grace. <laughs>